Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In today's program... But this top-of-the-funnel problem is quite mind-boggling if you look at it. Why would, why would there be such a difference between an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old interest in a STEM job or in building or in technology when they are both using technology at the same level? That's after these headlines. China's ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok, has started selling the AI technology of its short video app to other companies, including in India, where the app is banned, Financial Times reports. ByteDance has started a new division called BytePlus and is selling TikTok AI to companies like India-based social gaming platform Games App, US fashion app Goat, Singapore travel site WeGo, Indonesian shopping app Chilibeli, and others, the newspaper reports. Didi Chuxing, China's largest ride-hailing service provider, has been pulled from app stores in the country on a directive from the government, TechCrunch reports. Didi, backed by investors including SoftBank and Apple, recently went public in the US, raising $4 billion. The company, which serves nearly half a billion users in China, was illegally collecting user data, according to the Chinese government, TechCrunch reported. Furlenko, an online furniture rental service, has raised $140 million in funding to expand its operations, Economic Times reports. The Series D round comprised $120 million in debt and the rest in equity, according to TechCrunch. The investment is led by Xenia Global Fund. CE Ventures and Lightbox Ventures also participated in this round. Skylark Drones, a drone platform company, has raised $3 million in a pre-Series A funding round to further develop its products and expand overseas, the Bangalore startup said in a press release. The investment was co-led by InfoEdge Ventures and IAN Fund, with participation from Advant Edge founders Fowler Westro, Red Start Labs, IKP, and Wimson Group. Skylark aims to sell its AI-based products and services, providing geospatial intelligence to customers in sectors such as mining, solar power, real estate, agriculture, and inspection. iNotion Technologies, a Delhi startup that operates a crowdsourcing platform for gig workers called MyMobiForce, has raised $1.42 million as part of its pre-series A round of funding led by Bharat Inclusion Seed Fund with participation from Group of Angels led by Manu Iyer of Blue Hill Capital, Axis Investments and Ashutosh Agrawal, formerly of Urban Company. MyMobiForce is an AI-powered crowdsourcing platform which helps businesses find field technical workers in a plug-and-play fashion. The Village Cooking Channel, a popular cooking show on YouTube, has 10 million subscribers now, the News Minute reports. The show is hosted by a family of farmer chefs from Pudukottai in the southern Indian state of Tamil Nadu. The channel has also contributed 1 million rupees to the state's COVID relief fund, according to the News Minute. Started in 2018, the channel's specialty is non-vegetarian dishes, especially dishes made with fish, crab and snails that the team catches from the rivers close by. The signature dish is winged termites with puffed rice and the episode in which they showed how to catch and eat winged termites has become widely popular, News Minute reports. Avishkar is a Delhi startup that is popularizing science and technology with its robotics kits and coding courses in labs in schools. The company has touched 1500 schools with its efforts. In a recent survey, Avishkar found that children predominantly recall male role models 
when asked about scientists. Pooja Goel, co-founder and chief operating officer at Avishkar, spoke to me about the company's work and the implications of the finding that 95% of children surveyed recalled male role models in science, technology, engineering and math or STEM fields. Here's more from that conversation. Pooja, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. Can you start with uh, telling us a bit about uh, you know, how and why this company was started? Sure. Thank you, Hari, for uh, having me on the podcast. It's great to be here. Avishkar is, um, is a company that provides next, uh, a platform to help children learn next generation technology skills like robotics, artificial intelligence, IoT, electronics, and coding. And we are taking a, a solution-based approach so that we provide all pieces of the solution, which is hardware, software, availability of mentors to handhold children, a community of uh, like-minded builders and makers, and competitions to support children through their journey of uh, building and learning about technology. Tell us a bit about uh, the co-founders of Avishkar as well. I mean, it might be interesting to learn a bit about the background of the founders themselves. So the company was founded by Tarun Bhalla Hari. He, Tarun uh, did his uh, uh, engineering and computer science uh, from DU and then uh, went to the US um, to University of Washington to do his MBA. But, you know, he really, he at, at heart, he is a builder and a tinkerer and he loves anything that is machine oriented and building oriented. So he's he has a full workshop, loves to build and loves to teach. So when he decided to move back to India, he tried to create some of these products and uh, and was literally working with schools in after school classes to teach them some of the same skills. So schools like Sriram, Sriram school was one of the first schools that associated with Avishkar, Sanskriti, Bluebell, so on. Um, and it was through this journey of iteration and learning from children and understanding what their needs were that we continued to build our product portfolio. Now, and as I said, large, our large part of the business was working with institutions and schools. And last to last year, as the team started to think about building the consumer business, uh, Tarun reached out to me. I had, um, I had just sold my previous startup. It was in early years education called IntelliTots. And I was thinking about what next. I knew it had to be something in education. I felt very strongly about technology education and I'd seen Avishkar's journey up close and personal because my daughter had used a lot of the Avishkar kits at the Sriram school. So when Tarun approached me, I was, um, I was very excited to join the team to essentially scale the company and, um, and, and, and make it a global player as we build out this platform. And, you know, from, from uh, as far as my profile is concerned, I did my engineering from IIT Delhi and then worked in consulting for some time, uh, did, um, did uh, my MBA from uh, INSEAD and worked in the Bay Area 
for almost a decade, uh, first with Palm and then with, um, with uh, Adobe managing the Acrobat product marketing team. And in 2007, when we moved back to India, I moved with Adobe, uh, worked with them for one year in India, and then started my second startup in Teletots. Uh, can you uh, tell us about what you started out with uh, when you started Davishkar and uh, what are some of your or what are your uh, flagship products and solutions today? So Hari, when we started out, it was more a set of hardware products and boxes that could be used to teach and learn robotics and primarily to teach robotics. So we started out in schools where we would work with children to um, uh, to learn robotics and then coding and technology, other technologies as well, like electronics. We set up labs in school and um, and then run classes for children to learn using those the, the hardware products that were available in the lab. In fact, until last year, um, that was our primary business model. And we have set up robotics labs in almost 1,500 schools across the country. It was only last year that we started to reach directly to the family, the parent, the child, uh, and provide a full um, stack solution to support them in their journey uh, of, of learning the next generation technology skills. And these are uh, for the age group of five years to 15 years, so the K through 12 uh, segment. Hmm. And uh, these robotic labs, uh, would they be staffed by uh, Avishkar uh, uh, teachers? Uh, how, do, how do they work? What is the model? Uh, so there are two models there, Hari. Um, one is there are uh, government of India has a scheme called the Atal Tinkering Labs, which are set up in schools. So Avishkar has set up over 700 of those labs in schools, which are a combination of products from robotics kits to drones um, to electronics kits and so on. Um, Avishkar trains the teachers of the school and the administrators of the school to run the lab. And we are also available to take classes for children and teachers later on. Uh, the other is where the school directly wants to set up this uh, this kind of a facility in the school. And in, in that situation, we work very closely with the school to understand their needs and then set up a lab accordingly. We train the teachers of the school again and are available to run classes either after school or as part of the curriculum, um, depending on what the requirement of the school is. And of course, a lot of it was done face to face across India um, one and a half years uh, until one and a half years ago. And now all of it is happening online. When was the uh, first lab set up? The first lab was set up in 2014. That's around the time the company was also started, was it? That's right. So can you give us a couple of examples of uh, what the students learn uh, when you say robotics? Do they learn the, I, I would imagine they would start with the basics, but uh, they would also go on to learn to apply that knowledge in some way. Uh, can you take us through how that works? That's right. 
So, Hari, when you kind of think about the process of building, right, or learning about technology, uh, the way I like to think about it is two parts. One is the vertical segment. So you might be learning about electronics and how do you complete circuits and make circuits. Um, the second could be around robotics, whereas you want to have an autonomous robot. Uh, you build an autonomous robot and get it to do what you want it to do. For example, you might want the robot to drive from here uh, straight for uh, um, uh, one, one feet and then turn right and then turn left and then turn around, right? Or lift something with a robotic arm. Um, so these are all the vertical skills that the child learns. But there are a set of horizontal skills that are equally important. So the first is computational thinking, which is how do you take a large problem and break it into small parts and, and learn using the concepts of coding, sequence, algorithm. So, you know, there is a large problem of saying you need a device to go from point A to point B and then point C and then turn around and come back. It's a big problem. How do you break it into small parts? And that's where computational thinking comes in. The second part is mechanical design. How do you take some things and pull it together and make it into a product or a project which, which, which will enable you to, um, to solve the problem that you're looking to solve? The third big piece is design thinking where now you've learned how to take a big problem, solve it and put it into small parts. You have learned how to take the things around you and build it into a solution. And the third part of it is now saying, okay, there is a real life problem. My plants are drying because I forget to water them on time. Or my mom is always scolding me because I leave the light turned on. And now what you say, okay, there are five different ways of solving this problem. Knowing the skills that I do, which is I know how to use the sensor, I know how to use the motor. Can I create a device that can measure that the moisture level in the uh, pot has gone down? And therefore, I have created a contraption that is as soon as the water level goes down below X, my contraption is going to water the plant. And children what we help create is provide micro environments and give them the tools to understanding of the sensors, understanding of the motors, to be able to build these contraptions uh, and really learn these skills of computational thinking, mechanical design, design thinking during the course of building these solutions and projects. Can you give us a couple of examples of uh, the way in which uh, students benefited from these uh, courses? Uh, maybe somebody started out doing something at an Avishkar lab and then really got involved in it and decided to pursue it as a, uh, as a career. I mean, any examples like that? Absolutely. There are many, Hari. So, you know, just, just in COVID, there were so many children, like a seventh grader or a, sixth, a seventh grader, he actually made an autonomous robot using the Avishkar robotics kit uh, to deliver medicines to his grandma who was in social isolation. 
because um, you couldn't actually go physically give it. He created a robot. He would stand out and send the robot to the grandma with the medicines and food and, and, and bring the stuff back. Um, another one is a student named Mihir Vardhan. He is currently pursuing his uh, electrical engineering in first year in UIUC, where as COVID struck, he was trying to figure out how to support and he created a UV-based sanitizer uh, and, and, and went through a long process uh, to kind of get to the right solution. He consulted with the team at Avishkar also as he built it. And finally, those UV-based sanitizers were actually used in the PM's office and have been sold uh, in, in, in different parts. There are other children. Uh, you know, one of the students, uh, her name is Nishka. She uh, is pursuing her first year degree at Caltech. Uh, she built a very cool solution, which was a piano that you, if when you go up and down the stairs, you could actually, it would be the notes of the piano and you could actually make music as you go up and down the stairs. Um, and one other solution that she built was a Chrome extension. She thought, you know, we use YouTube so much to learn, um, but I don't know whether I'm re re retaining all of that information. So she created a Chrome extension where each time you'd see a YouTube video, there could be a quiz that would pop up and would ask you questions. It was an AI based solution to ask you questions and, and, and you could answer to see whether you've retained the information from the YouTube video. There are many, many examples, and there are children from Avishkar who are studying at Georgia Tech, uh, uh, UC Berkeley, and are creating uh, really many different kinds of solutions. So the fact that you know these children get exposure early on, because the children of today are digital natives. You know they see of technology as their extension. They're they're consuming massive amounts of data and using it to learn themselves, get information. Uh, but if they get the necessary tools to see what is under the hood and how can you actually create some of the tools as you see the problems around you, uh, it's a very, very powerful step forward then because they then are able to use the tools to really find solutions to the problems they see around them. Mm. Uh I guess as part of your uh, ongoing efforts uh, to create awareness around uh, your work uh, as well as STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, you've recently done a survey about uh, how children perceive their role models and you've come up with uh, some interesting uh, results and one of the headline kind of uh, points uh, that you've talked about is how most children uh, recall male science or scientist role models. Uh, can you tell us what this is about and you know, what it implies? Sure. So, you know, Hari, we didn't start out looking for these gender biases. Our, our, our kind of goal was to really understand, you know, when we are hearing thinkers like Yuval Noah Harari talking about, you know, we are heading in the world to, towards a world where there will be a large class of people will be unemployable unless you have the skills of problem solving and creativity and empathy. So there are kind of two broad segments that people are talking about where, you know, anything that is routine 
and can be automated will be automated by robots and we are kind of seeing that across the board already or the second area of jobs so so one area of jobs is where you know you are the one building the ml um, machine learning algorithms and you are the one who's shaping the technology and stem jobs will become more and more important and on the other side are empathy oriented jobs like nursing and teaching and caregiving and so on so what we started out with is to find out how do parents is there a gap between what the policy makers and the thinkers are thinking about and how parents and children perceive it and that's that's how we did the survey but there were a few questions like that okay when you think of a uh, of of a scientist or an engineer who do you think of and we we realized that the numbers were like really really skewed there with 95% being um male role models that that children see both girls and boys what came out is is this you know there are there are two facts that have been established well one you know we know that there is a huge gender gap existence that's exists in stem jobs which are some of the high growth high paying roles in our society like it or not uh, you know for example in india what we see is 43% of stem graduates are women which is the highest in the world but women's share in stem jobs is only 14% the the second fact that is again been established through many many studies by mckinsey bcg morgan stanley is that gender balance in workplace shows positive financial impact both at a company and at a society level whether in the short term or the long term when we look at the middle of the funnel we understand that problem right which has to do with mid manager women taking a break when they decide to start a family and we understand that well and there are lots of things we are doing at a policy level a company corporate level society level to address that but this top of the funnel problem is quite mind boggling if you look at it why would why would there be such a difference between an 8 year old and a 10 year old interest in a stem job or in building or in technology when they are both using technology at the same level uh, so we realized that parents happen to have a lot of influence on their children's career choices and their interest choices uh, whether stem or otherwise so we we found that a lot of the parents of girls uh, more parents of boys saw stem as a viable career option for their children versus parents of girls and that kind of continues to to uh, pass on so i think the important thing for us is to address this top of the funnel problem because we know that middle of the funnel anyway a lot of the women will drop out so how do we address the top of the funnel problem and it might not just be about access and about getting children getting them to schools but also shift in mindsets um at a family level showing success stories early on um amplification of female role models and and the, their contributions to the society all of these will play a big role along with support from schools and players like us to really make sure that uh we highlight the accomplishments of 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 both genders equally back at uh, avishkar uh, what are your 
next immediate priorities? So these are very exciting times, Hari, in education. You know, education is um, is 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 a seven trillion dollar industry, and the one that is grossly under digitized, with only you know four percent of global expenditure on tech. One of the fastest growing areas are um, uh, are the technology, the next gen technology education, be in higher ed or in K through twelve. We will continue to focus on the K through 12 segment, but as far as our priorities are concerned, um, we the our, our first one is to really um, establish a platform where we can start to use the data to create personalized learning paths for for children. You know, different children learn differently; they have just different needs, and if we are able to capture some of those interests on a platform. Um, and, and, you know, there are many, many points of interaction where what what posts are they liking? What kind of projects are they building? Um, uh, what, uh, what courses are they doing? For us to be able to then say, this is an area of interest and this might be the next step for this child. So, so we, are, uh, we are investing heavily in building that platform. Um, the second is, um, build in India and sell to the world. So there has been a lot of inbound interest from other countries like Mexico, South Africa, uh, Dubai, uh, to start taking some of our products and services there. And we are in the process of uh, um, building, uh, building out the necessary logistics, production, uh, marketing um, systems to enable that. And the third uh, element, of course, is to really empower the Indian ecosystem of schools and parents and, um, and, and help establish the need for hands-on learning, for, for STEM jobs, and, and essentially kind of break out from just saying, okay, we are teaching coding and you, your child needs to learn coding, uh, to really help children build an innovator mindset to be able to uh, break out, break break new ground, and think innovatively. Excellent. Uh, very insightful conversation, uh, Pooja. Thank you again for making time for this. And uh, we hope to keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hari, for taking the time. I really enjoyed speaking with you. That was Pooja Goyal. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.